0: Content Warning. This episode contains extremely violent interrogation tactics and mild drug usage. Listener discretion is advised. Previously, on Roll for Initiative. After speedily returning from Mount Celestia and their quest to find Strathford in ruins, our adventurers searched for information about who killed their friend to little avail. Unable to revive Leon, the group took him to his farm, where they buried him next to his deceased sheepdog. As they stood around the grave discussing their friend, Aryan suggested changing the group's name. Everyone else unanimously agreed. The group now known as The Five returned to their mansion outside of Stratford following the funeral and the storm that enveloped it. Zara broke off from the group for a night in the jungle just before they arrived, but the rest continued on. Upon arriving at their homestead, however, Aryan, Balasar, and Zimner were greeted by an armored earth elemental and its cultist summoner. After a long and near-deadly battle in which Shiny even entered the fray momentarily, Zimner knocked the cultist unconscious with a surprise attack from behind. We now find our adventurers deciding what to do with this unconscious but alive cultist to begin this week's episode of Roll for Initiative. To to kick things off, before we get into like actual narrative type uh, D&D stuff, uh, some clerical things that I need to take care of, because I forgot to take care of them last session, and you all deserve them, are uh, luck points and experience. Um, so, oh experience uh, is going to be the easiest one for me to go ahead and give you while I'm preparing for the luck points part of things. Um, everybody gets another 1,425 experience each. 1,400? 1, 1,425. Which I don't know what number that puts you at. A complicated at one. 1, 1,
1: one, one 13, or like You want to
2: type it in the XP thing for yeah. us? Okay, thank you.
0: I don't know at what point I gave you guys a weird amount of XP that made it be not a multiple of five, but you know. Whatever. It was probably for like a trap or something. Yeah, something silly that I that I realized after the fact wasn't divisible by four or something stupid like that. Okay, uh luck points for everybody for uh the initial half like the first half that everybody was there for, nine luck points apiece because you guys did wonderful in displaying emotions. Good job. Well done. Um and then For the boys, because you know... Boys, you know. Why? Uh, Yeah. Uh, Four more luck points. Because Caitlin doesn't know about this stuff yet. And uh, she soon will. But not yet. She'll know. She'll know. Eventually. All right, let's get started with actual session stuff now. So, uh, we're going to start with Zara. Who is... In the trees, Zara, you broke off from the rest of your group um, because you wanted to spend some night, some of the night or all of the night or some amount of time um, alone in the trees. You kind of told Balasar what you were doing and then you took off and Zimner uh, cautioned you to be safe and then you nodded to him and just leapt into a tree and disappeared from everyone else's view. So, Zara, describe to me uh, what it is that you are... What's running through your head right now after like immediately coming off of the funeral of Leon and what what are you thinking and what are you wanting to do here?
2: Um, well, she's really freaking out about like how you can lose someone so easily. And so she's really freaking out about her brother, kind of, and how she may already be too late for him.
0: So Zara, as you're just kind of leaping through the trees. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Zara, as you're kind of leaping through the trees, uh, trying to kind of escape that fear and that feeling of not knowing uh, the fate of your brother and having a a little mini breakdown, um, not really even sure which direction exactly you are fleeing into the trees. You hear coming from the, the direction that you know to be the mansion, a loud crack. Like like a lightning bolt sound, it's like one that you have personally wit- heard before.
2: Where has Zara? Would it be the? Where has Zara heard it before?
0: Um, roll a history check with advantage.
2: Oh my goodness! I didn't even get my dice out yet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Caitlin sits Ew. down, ready to go for an actual play D&D podcast in which the main <laughs> thing that people do is roll dice. And what does she do? <laughs> not get her dice out. What were you going to do, Caitlin? <laughs> You're just going to twiddle your oh, hair, your newly trimmed hair or something? Like, what's the... She's going to make it up as she goes.
2: No, last session I didn't, I didn't need, need them, so I was like, well... <laughs>
0: I'm All not going right, to need them know. this session. If I could use them last one, I'm never going to need them again.
2: Oh, shoot history. Oh, I do not have okay, eleven.
0: Zara, you have heard the sound before because it's it sounds like a lightning bolt. Um, but not like a, a normal like thunderclap that you would hear from an actual storm. It sounds more uh mystical or uh ethereal in nature. Um, I
2: freaking knew it.
0: And the reason that you have heard this before is because it's not my brother no, it's not your brother. Um, <gasps> the reason that you've heard it before is because you've been fighting alongside Arian enough to know when he uses his ring of lightning. Like, you, that's, Ooh, that's oh. where you heard this.
2: Okay, then. So, uh, in that case, Zara's gonna... Can she home brace her, or is that thing broken?
0: Um, you can certainly attempt to.
2: She's just gonna, one, two, three, real quick.
0: So we watch as Zara is like partway through leaping through the forest and she stops when she hears a thunderbolt sound like mid jump, like she's jumping from tree to tree and between two trees is when she hears this lightning bolt and she lands in the next tree and just stops and listens for a second to make sure she knew what she listened to or what she heard. And she turns toward the direction of her home and we watch as she hears her ears kind of perk up as she hears another one of these lightning claps. Um, and then without hesitation, taps her homing bracer three times and just blips out of existence from the tree. Zara, you arrive um, in the basement of your mansion and you can smell smoke. Roll, roll a perception check for me.
2: Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> 11,
0: Zara, you see down on like the land the the teleportation pad in the basement of your mansion because um, that's on the floor in the basement, kind of fixated on the floor. Um, you see that kind of surrounding it. There's a thin uh, layer of water on the ground, just beneath, like running underneath this thing along the floor. It's maybe a, a half an inch to an inch deep of water, um, and you can see that this water has originated from further up in the mansion, up the stairs from the basement. Um, but you can still smell that smoke, like something has been burning. And, um, you can hear a a little bit of crackling of flames coming from upstairs.
2: Zara is going to hightail it up there.
0: Uh, so Zara, you leap off of this landing pad and splash your feet on the floor just a couple of times, getting a little wet, but not nothing too bad. That would really irritate your, uh, Part cat self, uh, and you scale the stairs very, very quickly. And by the time you get to the top and you open the door to the the main level of the home, um, the the sound of crackling flames has dissipated, uh, and the sight that greets you is the that entire entry hallway spanning from where you are at all the way out to the the double doors at the front of your mansion is. It, one half of it is entirely charred black, like something had just ripped through here an in Inferno, just entirely charred black. Um, out uh, at the very end of this hallway, those two double doors, they are just barely hanging on their hinges right now. Um, And you can see uh, off to your right, from where you're coming from, off to your right and up near the front, one of the doors on this level. There's only one door that's open, um, and it's the door into, like, the library study area, and you can hear, you can hear, like, voices and some commotion in there. What do you do?
2: She's going to quietly get her bow and arrow out and drawn and, like, sneak up to that room.
3: Okay, uh, roll stealth for me.
2: Oh, my word, I'm so done with this dice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thirteen. Zara, you kind of stealthily... You, you draw your bow and arrow, um, and you stealthily kind of crouch and walk your way toward this door. And as you reach the the entrance to the door where you can see more into the room, you see... Aryan sitting on the ground like he's just sat up, Balasar helping him sit up, Um, and inside the room, you see Zimner with like the most terrifying expression you've ever seen on his face, staring at a figure you can't see, staring at something you can't see um, because it's around the corner inside the room but he looks like he's pissed off at something. Zimner, uh, you are the only one with a passive perception high enough to notice that Zara is crouching and walking toward the lot of you.
4: Just look up.
2: And Zara's going to glance at him.
4: Had you made it home?
2: Yep. And then she's just going to stand up and put her stuff away like nothing happened and just like walk over to Aryan and make sure he's okay.
1: Oh, fucking shit. Fire hurts, huh, bud? Ha 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 funny.
2: So, mind explaining to me what happened here?
4: Talk, I'll be in the basement with this one. Oh, yeah, like, we have a friend. I uh, pop out my potion of hill giant strength, chug it, and then pick him up and carry him down.
0: Okay. Um. So, Zara... You watch as this as you kind of approach the room, you can kind of see around the corner. There is a a man in cultist robes. Um they are the the robes from the cult of chaos. A man in cultist robes that Zimner just picks up, puts over one shoulder, and just kind of like the man is just draping on either side of Zimner, and Zimner just brushes past you and walks straight down to the basement, slams the door behind him. So now you're in the you are in the uh the library study area with Balasar and Aryan.
1: Yeah, I'm just gonna let him do
3: his thing. Ugh. Well
1: I'm gonna go to bed. It's been a shit day, really. And I don't feel great. Good night. I hope you have a wonderful time.
0: So Arian trances up the stairs uh to his room where uh there's no damage on this the second floor um as i kind of noted in at the uh, during the last episode there's no damage on the second floor um from the events that transpired uh leaving balasar and zara alone in the study and uh balasar kind of pulls out a chair that's like up under one of the desks and just kind of sits down and starts like running his hands across the, the back of his like scaled head. You had it, it it would look similar to like if he had hair running his fingers through his hair like he stressed Zara. Uh and he looks up at you and he goes So
3: you want the long version or the short version? Mm, middle <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, four luck points for a good answer there, Caitlin. Thank you. Um, Balasar looks up at you, and he go he he says, "Um, so you kind of took off into the trees. We walked the rest of the way back home. Um, and when we got there, this that cultist dude you saw Zimner with, uh, he pointed at us, and a big uh earth elemental Myrmidon dude." was standing in front of the wall to the home, to our mansion here. And he, uh, he, that elemental put up a little bit of a fight. Um, I took him out. Eventually, Aryan did a lot of teleporting around and using his lightning ring. And he kind of, I guess, pissed off the cultist. The cultist came inside. And then, uh, next thing we knew the front doors blew open and the whole hallway was on fire then aryan teleported inside and when uh, zimner and i got in here after some teleportation the cultist was in this room looking like he just stabbed aryan and aryan looked like he was burned up good by the flames and then zimner knocked out the cultist dude and the fire went away magically and stuff and then uh yeah oh yeah shiny also helped to get rid of some of the fire she came downstairs yelled Her name, I guess, and then lots of water came out of a jug she was carrying, and then she ran away. So there's the middle version.
2: Leave it to shiny. Okay. Um. (laughs) This is canon, but I don't know why your accent for a second just went to like Australian.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. That (laughs) happened.
2: Oh, shoot, what was I even going to say? Um, you're okay, though, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think we're all good. <coughs> excuse me. Oh, excuse me. That Doing that voice for an extended period of time hurts my throat.
2: <laughs> Let me just make Balazar do the long version, then.
0: <laughs> yeah, thank you.
5: Uh-huh.
3: Um. Yeah, I think we're okay.
0: Zimner's pissed. But, uh. I'm not going to try to interact with that tonight. I think I'm just going to go to bed. Okay. And then he kind of stands up and... Walks out of the study and upstairs. Is okay. there anything else you're wanting to do, Caitlin?
2: Mm, Zara might go see what Zimner's up to, because... Yeah, I will. She might hop up on the roof and see if she can see him, and if she can, she might watch to make sure he's doing okay, and then, yeah. In the basement.
0: Zimner went into oh, the
2: basement. Oh, dang it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, she'll probably just let him be then. Okay. So she'll probably just go to bed. Okay. Actually, what's it, what's it like outside?
0: Uh, it's It's cloudy. It's a it's a cloudy night. Um, let me get my
4: calendar.
2: Does it look like it's gonna rain?
0: Um no. Uh it it did rain when you were at Lyon's, but you also knew that to be uh something that Ariane had caused himself, and that rain didn't follow you guys back from Lyon's farm. So like when you were outside a few moments ago, you could actually see a good chunk of stars in the sky.
2: You know what? Leave it to Zara to be indecisive. She's actually going to go and check on Zimner.
0: We're going to we're going to cut over to Zimner now. Zimner, you have pushed past everybody else and have marched your way into the basement. You slammed the door behind you. Um, describe What's to me what you uh, describe to me what you are. Uh, what your plan is here. What do you do once you're in the basement alone with this man?
4: Yeah, um, is there a chair in the basement at all? Yes, there are a few.
0: The basement is mostly uh, storage for things, but there are some, like, older chairs that have been put down there as you know, antique-type stuff, just some storage.
4: Yep, are there any sconces where I can put a torch? Yes. Yep, I'm lighting one of those. I have my strength for an hour. I'm going to set up a chair and tie him up. Try and tie him up as I can with a real tent circus knot.
0: Yeah. Um, roll a roll, roll a sleight of hand check
4: as, as a knot tying check for that. I'm going to use five luck points to give me advantage. Okay. A dirty 20.
0: Uh, dirty success. You tie him up, and you feel like this is definitely one of those knots that you, during your many years uh, working with the circus, um, you have... You've tied a lot of knots, and this is one of your better ones. All right. Another chair, and I'm just going to
4: sit. See... Can I check how he's doing at all? I know he's conscious. He's
0: He's unconscious, unconscious, but yeah. He looks... Pretty beat up. Like, really, really badly beat up. Like he just got done with a fight uh, with three adventurers, and uh, and he dropped to zero hit points. Really beat up. Yeah.
4: Okay. Um, I'm gonna drop all my illusions. Okay. So he sees my armor, and I'm gonna take my armor off. Okay. Um, just in my circus.
0: Yeah. Zimner, when you do that, you notice as you're kind of looking at yourself, taking all this, all of your gear and stuff off, you can see Mm -hmm. kind of across your midsection, like right at your stomach. um, There are three equally spaced out, pretty large uh, scars that look like they had been a, a big, long slash mark across your stomach. Um, and if memory serves, that is from uh, the day before when you went down due to a claw slash from the Manticore matriarch. Uh, that is like now a permanent scar that you are gonna have.
4: I just mutter under my breath, "Wonderful new decorations." I feel like I'm kind of jacked right now because I'm up <laughs> on the on the potion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm kind of just juiced, like a big pre-workout go to town um so i take my armor off i'm just in my circus gear no illusions and i sit down facing him um do the chairs have arms on them
0: uh the chair that you uh are using for him uh Mm -hmm. i guess i guess what i will say is i will let you decide there are both types of chairs in the basement so if you want him to be tied up in a chair that has arms, you can do that, or if you would rather that not mm-hmm. be the case, that, that is also fine. You tell me, he, and then you pick what kind of chair you're
4: on. Okay, he's he an arm chair arm's chair and you're on. Gotcha. That works you're- for me. Um, and his arms and legs are bound. Um, yes. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna just sit and wait for a minute. And then I, I gather that by the time I'm done, Zara... Zara can like come down,
0: you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's we'll cut back to there. Zara now. Um and Zara, you you approach the basement door and you hear a little bit of like movement and splashing of water down there, but it doesn't sound like aggressive or dangerous. Um how are you uh, describe to me how you go about going into the basement?
2: She kind of like stops and then hesitates and then like slowly opens up the door. And is like, is it okay if I come in?
3: No answer. You said you don't answer? Nope.
2: So she's like slowly going to push it open and like look around.
0: Um, so Zara, you, you push the door the rest of the way open and you look down there and you see Zimner sitting in a chair with his back to the stairs. Um, and he's like sitting hands clasped together in front of him, elbows on his knees, glaring at this cultist. The cultist um, has been bound up in an armchair, arms and legs uh, bound, the arms are bound to the armrests and then the legs are bound to a couple of the legs of the chair. And then there's the le- the excess rope was wrapped around that, that cultist's like midsection, his chest, and it's got him pinned up against the back of the chair. And he's just slumped forward in the chair, not conscious or anything. But uh you can still see that Zimner's glaring at him and off to the side on one of the walls um Zimner has placed and lit a torch for him to be able to see this man.
3: Um how are you doing? Zimna? How do you think? Uh probably not good. I'm going to have to stay out of my way. <laughs>
0: how are you doing doesn't answer how are you doing how do you think uh (laughs) not good question
4: mark
3: (laughs) (laughs) um Uh, he just gives a second
4: he gives a second be down here stay out of my way
3: what happened to you I don't answer. I walk over to the guy. Wake up. (sighs) Healing word at first level. Uh, How many hit points does that give him? Just a sec. Six.
0: Okay. So This guy's got six hit points you can beat out of him. Oh, that's not it. Zara are you going to continue to stand like in the st- like on the stairs or in the stairwell or what's what are what's your plan now that you have watched Zimner like stand up walk over to this cultist and say get up and you you've seen like you've seen this kind of magic happen before where like Zimner's words take on a physical form for a moment and they're kind of like a purplish smoke that come out of him and then like restore life to this this cultist and the cultist like flutters a little bit and then tries to sit up and realizes he's restrained and starts to kind of look al- look around a little bit like disoriented is probably the best way to describe it as he's trying to figure out where he is and what's going on and then his eyes lock with Zimner's and like there's a moment of recognition and he like composes himself and just holds Zimner's gaze. So wh- what are what are where are you going to be for this Zara?
2: Zara already has a door shut, and she's like, you know that person when interrogations happen that's, like, leaning against the back wall in the shadows looking all, like, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, looking moderately intimidating.
2: Yeah, Yeah, she's that person right now. Okay.
0: Okay. So Zimner, you're able to hear, but obviously not see as Zara has kind of splashed down into the basement and has moved through some of the water that's starting to drain kind of off in a little well area in the basement. But it's still enough that you can hear the the splashes as she steps and you can hear her walking further away from you uh, into the basement a little ways and then leaning up against um, a wall in kind of a, a darker, dimmer area. Zimner, this cultist continues to just hold your gaze. He doesn't look like he's breaking his resolve at all.
4: You're going to tell me what I want to know. There's no if. Are we clear?
3: He looks at you, Zimner, kind of squints his eyes, and then spits blood at you.
5: I wipe it off my
3: face. I like your spirit. So let's start off. What's your name? Fuck you. He spits
0: at you again.
4: (laughs) I get close to him. My eyes are red. I'm going to use my ring. My teeth start to get to a little pointier. My face is a little more angular.
5: My name is your worst fucking nightmare. I'm not gonna kill
4: you. I will put you through hell. I will rip your fucking mind apart and then put it back together if you don't tell me what I want to know.
0: Zimner, roll for intimidation um with advantage and a plus two. Because you've got Zara as backup in the back and then, you know, augmenting your intimidating skills.
4: Intimidation, you say? Yes. 23.:
0: The man looks at you, Zimner, and he goes, "I'm a cultist. I've seen things so much scarier than you. Nothing you could ever do would compare to any of the things that I've seen on a weekly basis in this cult." And as he finishes saying that, Zimner, you can see like, in his eyes, there is like a hint of fear. Like he's a little bit scared now.
4: Really, you're in the cult of chaos. You know, upstairs we have Varro's heart. No, I'm guessing that's, uh, following Varro's boy. Yeah,
3: we killed Varro. I helped to kill Varro. And by the time we're done here, we'll wish you were dead. First question.
4: Dvaris going.
2: Uh, Can I just say what Zara's doing real quick?
1: Yeah, go right ahead.
2: She's gonna like pull out a... I think she has a dagger. But if she... No, she's gonna pull out one of her battle axes and just start like sharpening her claws.
0: Using the hand axe? I love that.
2: Mm -hmm. And then she's just gonna like sometimes glance up at this dude and like glaring at him really coldly and then just go back to focusing on sharpening her nails.
0: So Zimner, you're able to hear the unsheathing of her weapon and the sound of her sharpening her claws. You've heard this sound before um, because you've been with her for a while. So you know what the sound is. The man looks at you Zimner and he goes, why would I tell you anything? Even if I did know.
3: You're not my friend. You're my enemy. I'm never going to tell you anything you want to know. I'm not your enemy. I'm not your friend.
4: I don't give a fuck about you. And as you see this, my, like, horns start getting longer. Illusory horns. Tail whips up. I um, mean, in its grasp is bloodletter, but my tail looks like it has scales and then spikes come out of it just
5: <laughs>
4: row by row. It's like spines on a, on a uh, bearded dragon. And then my tail hands my hand a bloodletter. Do you know what this is?
5: My
3: friend, bloodletter. My tail grabs another one.
5: This is his brother. Thirsty do you think they get? Walking around in my
4: back pocket all day. Waiting for scum like you.
5: A
3: meal. I healed you once. I will do it again. Do you want a thousand cuts? These are
4: actually magical. Sting a little bit more. And as you see my claws, like my fingers have turned into like claws... My face is like, grown scales out. My third horn is now, like, you see, like, a little bit of um, a lava glow underneath it. It's, like, undulating. And my... I changed my voice a little bit. Now you are going to tell me what I want to know. Final chance.
5: Where
0: is Varus going? Roll for Intimidation again, uh, also with advantage, and this time, uh, go ahead and get a plus four to that roll. 26. The man looks torn. You can see that he's very shaken at this point. You get the sense that this is not exactly what he had signed up for. His eyes kind of start to dart around the room some, and he goes... Like I said before, I don't know.
4: Good. So, and I grab him by the chin. Um, bl- I hand one of the blood letters in my left hand to my tail. Grab him by the chin. Look away from my eyes again. I will cut one of them out,
3: and maybe then you'll learn a lesson. Next question:
4: What does he want with the worm's tooth?
0: Um, I'm trying to decide, because I know a roll needs to be made. I'm trying to decide if it needs to be another... Yeah, I think it needs to be another intimidation roll with advantage. Uh, We'll go a plus two this time. Natural 20 for a total of 29. The man now is starting to get, like, very, very disturbed. Like, he's the The chair that he's in is kind of rattling some as he shakes back and forth and is like kind of straining at his bonds because he's trying to get away. And he doesn't look away from you, Zimner, but you you realize, like you're watching his eyes and you watch as something clicks for him, like he has a realization, and he kind of looks at you slyly, and he says, go to hell. And then you watch him chomp down on something in his mouth, And he, like, leans back in the chair and starts to, like, convulse wildly within his own bonds. And as you're watching, as you are watching, this man in the span of three seconds rapidly ages. He goes from being someone who's in probably their 20s, maybe early 30s, to, like, being somebody in their 90s, and then just dies. Like, he just stops moving And then there's just small, little convulsions. But he slumps forward and just dies.
4: Drop. Zara, you can see me shake from the back. Grab my daggers. And I stab one into his face. No! 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 And I just keep stabbing him. Over and over and over and over again.
2: Zara is just like. Puts away the battle axe. And is like. Wide eyed. Because she's never seen anything like as gross as this in her life. And then she's like. Zimna there's nothing we can do. No. I was supposed
4: to. I'm like I throw my daggers. And I push them away. And I'm just on the floor in the water. I was supposed to protect him. No, I can't even fucking avenge him. I have all my fucking tricks. I have all my acts. I have all my fucking magic. I can't do anything.
2: Simna, some, some things are just out of our hands.
4: said I'm sorry, and I just break down.
2: Zara's gonna, like, come up behind him and touch his shoulder, and then if he turns, she'll hug him. If he doesn't, she'll just kind of stand behind him. He
0: does. He turns. Yeah. So the two of you embrace for an amount of time, maybe a couple of minutes.
2: Yeah, she does it until Zimri's kind of chill.
0: He like calms
4: down. He like starts to. The potion wears off. He just starts to like slump over. He's exhausted.
2: Zara is going to kind of help him, like, g- stand up and then start going up the stairs and then, like, just takes him to his room. And then she'll go back downstairs once he's in bed and just start cleaning up the, the dude. And then once she's done, she'll just go to bed on the roof it's nice
0: I'm gonna, I am want to do a scene now we're going to cut over to uh, Aryan for a moment Aryan <clears throat> you went upstairs long before this scene that just occurred with Zimner and Zara. but part of your stuff is going to take place after it I suppose would be the best way to describe it uh, so I wanted to save your bit until now Aryan you get to your room and the the room when you open the door looks exactly as you left it. Um you close the door behind yourself. You what does Aryan typically go to bed in?
3: Um probably undies, just like boxers or breeze. I don't know what medieval underground ones <laughs> are like. <laughs> maybe maybe Long John's. Okay. Most likely.
0: So we, we watch as Aryan starts to get undressed and then the camera like pans to behind the bed and we're able to just see like a shadow from like a flickering candle or something of like Aryan putting on his pajama pants. Um and the camera comes back at about the same time that like Aryan, you're kind of looking over yourself and you notice a couple of markings that haven't been there before. Um, one of them is kind of a circular scar in your chest where you were stabbed by the matriarch. And another one, you're not so much able to see as much as you're able to just kind of feel like a tightness in the skin on like your, your shoulder blade on your right side. And when you kind of like try to look over at it and look around and kind of feel at it, you can feel like the skin there has kind of, for lack of a better term, almost like bubbled up and deformed in a way that is different than normal. Uh, and as you think about it, you realize that's probably from the, the Wall of Fire earlier this evening. Um, so these are both now permanent scars to Aryan. And I, I think after that, you know what? No. What What's your reaction to seeing these scars, Arian?
1: Um, I think I don't think Arian has got to the point of his life where he's like reflective or like I don't know appreciative of it. I guess I think he's more like apathetic towards it.
0: Yeah. Well, just another scar. Yeah. That makes sense. So Aryan just kind of shrugs it off, mm-hmm. crawls beneath the the covers, and goes to sleep. And, uh... We've talked about it some before, Aryan, but tonight is one of those nights where you have that storm dream. Mm-hmm. This dream is... It's one that you've had multiple times before, um... And it's, as we've talked about before, I think some on the sh- on the show even, it's a very, like, disturbing dream for you. One that you're not able to really place why it's so disturbing, but it's a very disturbing dream. And generally, it's just, like, an, an ethereal thunderstorm that you're able to kind of see in some sky space that is... Brewing, but it never really starts. Mm-hmm. And this dream lasts all night, like it has in the past, but this time something different happens. After most of the night of having this dream, your your viewpoint Aryan shifts some. This is the first time this has ever happened for you where it shifts back some, like it's, it's pulling back and it's going from looking directly up at this sky in this ethereal thunderstorm and it pulls back and you can see a tree line. You can see kind of like a horizon line or a tree line off in the distance and you can't seem to place why, but it's a familiar tree line, like you've seen it before. And as soon as that happens, you wake... Like, as soon as you have that realization... Wait a minute, I've seen this tree line before. You wake up.
1: Ugh, fuck it. Not again. I imagine he's, like, sweating and...
0: Oh, yeah, sheets are drenched. So, uh, we're gonna... We're gonna cut to the next morning now. Um, for you two dudes in the basement... Another four luck points apiece from that lovely scene. Um, Zimner, because you asked for it, um, I will go ahead and allow you to have that uh, point of exhaustion that you had asked for. Um, I feel like it feasibly makes sense because of how distressed Zimner is. So, the the, th- the three of you, uh, since I don't need to describe how stuff goes for Balasar all the time, because Balisar is NPC, the three of you all kind of rise at different times, but it's fairly traditional for you all when you've been at the mansion before to at least try to see each other once throughout the day. You guys felt, especially initially, that it was a very good team-building activity. Um So you meet up for breakfast this time, Um you're seated around the dining room table you all had to walk through the scorched corridor and the uh dangling manor doors are still kind of blowing in the wind but you see some of the servants that are um uh, that live some live on the pro- the premises some come from the town of Strathford um have begun to try and scrub away the burn marks and recover the walls take care of things that you know put stuff back together um the three of you are Seated around the the breakfast table, Zimner looks absolutely exhausted. What have a scene here. You guys do something.
1: Uh Aryan is like, I imagine he has like a cup of coffee and either like a tall stack of flapjacks in front of him. And he's like kind of like. Lazily leaning against the table while like simultaneously like shape water and casting shape water to like float the coffee into his mouth or whatever he is or tea. Made. I think Aryan's more of a tea guy, like, <laughs> like just like floating this hot tea in like kind of like a bendy straw type way into his mouth. And is just kind of like tired and loft. Like he's like kind of in his own head at this point
4: dinner is eating porridge um and he's like blankly eating it and staring into it.
2: Zara is gonna walk in, and there's like red stains all in her fur everywhere, and she's just gonna sit down and just stare at the table.
1: Jesus Christ, what happened to you?
2: I cleaned up a body.
3: oh I mean, you could have showered
5: like.
2: I did three times. And oh. then I tried to lick it out and it did not work.
1: Yeah. Let let me help you. I'm gonna try to what press vegetation. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try and like slowly start. <laughs> cleaning her off with prestidigitation if that'll even work even though I think it's stained oh god um for <laughs> luck points now
2: <laughs> I've been at max since like the first time he gave me luck points
4: oh, well I'd give you more but I
3: can't um
4: <laughs> I get, <laughs> you get I like just 15 kind of- zimper points
2: I just one. said the first thing that popped into my head, the first number, so like three yeah. times is a little extreme, but you know.
0: And then you were like, I'm also going to add in, I licked it off.
2: I tried, it didn't work, it's like iron. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm um, like, I'm sorry.
3: Aryan,
0: Aryan. Prestigitation isn't exactly a spell that would necessarily work for this but I like the idea of using magic for it so this is going to be one of those times where I'm just going to have you roll like a a magic check just use your spellcasting ability modifier I mean, it says
1: teaching. clean an object.
0: Oh, I didn't know prestidigitation, prestidigitation did that.
1: Yeah, you instant, instantaneously clean, clean or time. soil, cleaner soil an object. No, well, it says no larger than a cubic foot. That's what I mean, like slowly doing it over and over again across her whole fucking everything. So, Aryan, describe to us what this looks like. It's it's more like like um, he's just like waving her fi- waving his finger kind of in her general direction for a little bit like just like 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 kind of like brush strokes and like there's like little like Zara feels like wind kind of
3: flutter across her in whatever
1: manner that might be
0: okay um i'm gonna say after like a a decent amount of time of doing this and going over her like once or twice Aryan, you are able to get the rest of the uh, blood stains out of Zara's fur coat.
2: Oh, thank you so much. And then Zara's just going to lay her head down on the table and fall asleep.
3: Did neither of you sleep? I tried. I'm going to go up to my room. Okay. I'm,
1: I'll be down and around. If you. Zara's going to
2: wake up all perked, and be like, oh, that was such a good cat nap, and then start stretching, and then go and find some food.
4: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Double cat puns in one <laughs> session?
0: In ten minutes, dude. Holy smokes.
4: Wow, <laughs> you're milking that 10.30 deadline here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, are <laughs> um, going up to do drugs, and you're making puns.
0: <laughs> Zimner, you rise to like leave the room at the same time that like Zara gets up, and starts looking around in the the storage area of this kitchen to try and find some food. Aryan is continuing to eat his massive mountain of flapjacks. Um, and you guys hear a knock on like the back door of the the, the kitchen area. Yeah, that's that's how that goes. You just hear a knock on that back door.
4: Oh, I just said to everybody else, you can get it.
1: I'll do mm, okay. it. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. We can both go. Okay. I carry a flapjack on a fork. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the two of you walk over there, and you open the door, and standing on, like, the back porch area here, on like, or the side porch or whatever, um, is Steph. And... He looks at the two of you, looks at Zara's, like, slightly puffed up fur a little bit from the uh, blow dryer that she was just put through. Arian's flapjack on a fork, and he kind of peers past and sees a disheveled Zimner in the back of the room. And he goes, Is this a bad time?
2: I'm just saying Zara's holding a meat stick and is just looking at him.
0: I
3: mean, have you eaten? No, I haven't actually. Nah, then
1: it's a good time. Come on in.
0: Thank you. And he walks in and goes and takes a seat at the table. The edge of the dining room. Do
4: I need to stay for this? Um,
3: maybe, maybe. Is it, I'm Is sure. That can says. we
1: can we fill him in later? I mean, yeah, you probably could. Okay.
4: You yeah, Zimmer right. you can go. Good to see you, Steph.
0: You too, Zimner. Go get some rest.
4: Uh huh.
0: So, Steph sits at the table. One of the the servants walks by, and uh, kind of looks at him. Just just kind of looks down at him, like, "Are you gonna tell me what you want?" Or and Steph kind of looks up at the servant and goes, "Um, can I just have a little toast? Maybe some bacon or something." And the servant nods and walks off, and then uh, he looks at the two of you that are still in here, um, and he looks at you with one of those expressions of like, "Yeah, I feel like I understand where this is co- where I feel like you two feel the same way Zimner is looking, and then like that's just kind of a look that he gives you mm-hmm. and he he goes. This probably goes without uh that asking, but how are you guys doing? How are you holding up?
1: I've oh. been better. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I I saw the front doors were hanging funny, so I figured I'd come around to the back. Uh what happened last night? There were more cultists. I was afraid of that. Yeah.
2: You didn't see any bloodstains, did you?
0: No, I didn't. But, uh, I feel like if I did, that'd be pretty justified. I did see a big pile of rubble and some, like, dented-up plate mail hanging out, kind of just outside the gate. But, uh, no no bloodstains anywhere, really.
2: Okay, good. I'm good at cleaning, apparently.
0: You know you've got servants for that, right?
2: (laughs) Mm-hmm. Not for that business. Anyway, what did you come here for?
0: Right. Uh, and he and he turns as one of the, as the servant that had taken his order earlier comes back and like sets uh, a plate of two slices of toast, uh, freshly buttered, uh, along with a couple of strips of bacon down in front of him. And he nods and thanks that person. Takes a, a crunchy bite out of the toast, chews it, swallows it. And uh, looks at the two of you and he goes, Well, yesterday Arian said something to me about blowing up the mine. And I think that's what I'm going to do. It's going to take a little bit of time to get the explosives I need. And to get the whole thing rigged in a safe manner. Especially since the town is still trying to repair itself from yesterday but I wanted to let you guys know that I was going to do that and uh, I'd like for you to be there when I blow it I mean it's where I met you guys and I feel like there's you guys have kind of a connection to that place similar to my own um, with all of the horrors that lived there when you guys first moved into town and all that stuff so I just was going to let you guys know about that.
2: Should we check to see if there's anything valuable in there first?
3: I think we've got everything out of there that was valuable. I should hope so. How's your Mm -hmm. daughter?
0: She's she's holding up. She's young.
5: Mm
0: -hmm. I don't know that she's fully kind of grasped
3: it yet. Um she's sad but I I think she'll I think she'll be okay. Yeah, at least she still has you.
0: That is true. At least How i are you doing. Her. Honestly, I haven't given myself
3: the time to feel yet. I've
0: I I just I've been too busy trying to put the town back together, getting ready to rig up the mind to blow it trying to put my own home back together i just i haven't had time to feel yet
2: if you need anything just let me know
0: thank you and i extend the offer likewise
2: thank you
3: well um thanks for the toast
0: and the the bacon it was good um I've got a town to put back together, so I'll—I'm sure you guys have plenty to deal with too. So I'll let you all—I'll let you get back to your business, and I'll—I'll I'll go get back to mine. And I just wanted to let you guys know that. And he kind of stands up from the table, his plate now fully clear, as he's been eating in between bits of conversation.
1: We'll avenge her, Steph.
0: He pauses as he's like in the doorframe and turns back to you, and he goes. You know, if it was anyone else saying that to me, I'd laugh. But not you three. Five. Right, not you five. He kind of gives you a look of recognition like he understands. Not you five. I have... I wouldn't expect anything less... From the five of you. And then he turns and marches down the porch. What is up everyone? It's me again, your dungeon master, JJ Odin. Here is another ad break for you in episode 25 of Roll for Initiative. So, we will uh, kick things off like we always do by hearing messages from our sponsors. You can also follow us on social media at roll4.initiative on Instagram. That's roll the number 4.initiative on Instagram and at roll4tweets on Twitter. That's roll the number 4 tweets on Twitter. If you tweet about us using the hashtag roll4tweets, you might get a character on the show like Ali, who you met a couple of episodes ago. Um, we are about to begin a brand new uh, story arc. We are kind of kind of in a spot right now where um, we're doing we're calling them interludes as kind of the group does some downtime activities and finishes up some loose end type stuff from the previous arc. Uh, but before too long, we're gonna get on back on the road again and do some more adventuring, which means chances for new NPCs as they travel to new towns. So if you are interested in getting a character named after you on the show, do not hesitate to tweet us at Roll4Tweets um, using the hashtag Roll4Tweets because it means you might get a character on the show. We check pretty regularly. Uh, I would like to take a moment and thank you all so much for listening because it really does mean a lot. Um, if you like what you are listening to, there's a few things you can do to help us out. The first thing that you can do is rate us five stars and subscribe to us on whatever platform it is that you're listening to us on. Most platforms, it's free to do those things. Um, that just helps to get us some better ratings, which means more people are able to just find the show as they're searching, so more people are able to find the show. Um, the other thing that you can do to help people find the show is to actually refer them to the show yourselves. Um, speak to your friends and family and whoever you think might be interested in this kind of show. Let them know that we're doing this kind of a show and uh, see if they'll, if they'll listen to it too. Uh, that'll help us grow as well and anything that you can do to help us is super duper appreciated. That is all that I have this week, so uh, the next episode should be up uh, in two weeks on May 28th, and that is when I will be speaking to all of you like this again. So until then, enjoy the rest of the show, and uh, bye bye So we just did a little bit of a scene with uh, Zara and Arian um, with Steph. I want to cut to Zimner now because we haven't spoken to him in a sec. And I'm curious what his what he's up to.
4: Yeah. So he's going to go back up to the attic. Um am the shiny there with her nest.
0: Yes, she is sitting there with her nest. Um, she is facing out the window, like looking out the window.
3: He's going to go up. Hi, girl. How are you? Penny!
0: And, like, give her scratches a little bit. She, like, does that thing that, uh... I I think I've seen birds do this kind of thing before. When, like, like little parrots or whatever, when they're, like, um... They lean into the scratch a little bit, but their movements are a little bit more jerky than, like, the fluidity of a cat would be.
4: (laughs) Um, then I'm gonna go over to, like, my bed area. Um, I'm gonna look in my bag and get my pouch of dragon crystals. I wondered if that's where this was going. At what time is it?
0: Right now, like maybe nine in the morning.
4: All right. Uh, how do I consume one of these? I think I would know.
0: Uh, in
4: inhalation. Yep. So I'll take out one of my daggers and just like crush some, crush like. Part of a crystal, and then just inhale that shit,
0: Zimner. After you inhale this dragon crystal, um, are you like laying back down on the bed, or what's your what's your stance sure. as you wait for this to take effect?
4: I'm just laying back. Shiny doing anything?
0: Uh, no. Shiny, Shiny has turned. Me? No, she's turned back to facing out the window. Um, oh, Zimner, you lay back and it takes a little bit for the the crystal to kick in um but when it does you can like you you feel your pulse kind of start to increase a little bit faster than normal um mm-hmm. you feel a little bit more energy um so it mechanically i'm going to say that for The duration of the time that this substance is within you, which will be just a couple of hours, you will be able to ignore um, the effects of that level of exhaustion that you had. You start to feel kind of a little bit jittery, like your hands are moving some. Um, Are you attempting to, are you just going to like lay there and ride this wave or is there something you're... Something else you're planning to do?
1: Question: Is this a hallucinogenic or like what? How does this drug work? Is a it stimulant? It's a stimulant. Is there any psychoactive right. effects? Do we know? Um, like, is there like does he like hallucinate at all?
4: Yeah. Do I or how do I act? How does someone act on it?
1: Um. It is.
3: It is a very very powerful stimulant.
0: Um, eventually you could, after taking enough, get to the point of hallucination, but um, if you take too much, it's the kind of thing that'll kill, like, Goliaths easily. So, like, there is a very, very, very fine line there, and I think Zimner, having been around this kind of stuff before, understands how fine that line is. Because you're still able to get, like, a a euphoric high out of it, but it's not it's not necessarily hallucinogenic until you get to, like, the dangerous you're about to die levels.
4: I will, uh, throw daggers and practice, like, target practice. And, uh, practice, like, my sword movements. They're, like, really, like, balance and tricky. frustrated and
3: lay back down. All that probably takes like an hour and a half. Right, yeah. I get I get like a really a useless workout in. And I'm just like pat I just pass out on the on my bed.
0: I knew I had one of these. Um Zimner you after this hour and a half of your useless high speed workout um just like a constant repetition of throwing daggers at a pillar and occasionally hitting and occasionally missing because you're just not your accuracy is not quite the same you start to feel the effects kind of wear off um and you lay back down on your bed again and at this point you're now going to suffer a second level of exhaustion um but also as kind of a side effect of this substance you also like close your eyes and just kind of drift off into a kind of dreamless sleep We're going to fade in again um, on Zimner as he's waking up. But this is a... We see a much younger Zimner now. Um,
3: Probably like 10, 11 years old.
0: Um, And he's getting up off of a cot in a room full of cots. And Zimner, you recognize this place as the place that you have lived most of your orphan life as um, someone who lives in the, the orphanage that was dedicated to Cognus in Armand. Um, and you're rising from your cot um, because it's first thing in the morning and you're on your way to go get breakfast. And as you're kind of walking toward the kitchen area where all of the other orphans that live here and general like street urchinry that like to come in to get a free meal when they can. Um, as you're approaching that, that doorway, which is a room that's connected to the the sleeping quarters for the orphans. Um, you see a couple of, a couple of kids that you've seen before. One of them is a little bit taller than you. Um, He's part orc, but you can't quite tell how much um and he's a he's about your age, but just a little taller and a little stronger um kind of step around the corner and uh stepping around the corner from the other side of that doorway, you see uh a little halfling boy um with a a shock of uh brown hair and you recognize these two as the two orphans that you dislike the most because they make fun of you regularly, um, particularly for your horns. How,
3: how do you react to this, young Zimner?
4: Good morning. The little work... Kind of, yeah, my head. head's kind of, like, down a little bit as I just glance up at them real fast and look back down.
0: The orcish one kind of crosses his arms and steps in the doorway, so you're not able to get through. And the little halfling boy looks at you and he goes,
3: Did we say you could get through, little devil? Well, um, breakfast time. I'm
4: expected to be in there before chores, so excuse
0: me. Devils don't get breakfast, don't you know that? And the orcish boy stand, like, stands up to his full height and then reaches down with both of his hands and pushes you back further into the room. And then well, he crosses his arms again in the doorway.
4: Orcs don't get girlfriends, but um, no, I don't see myself What did you say? You. He's now cracking his knuckles. Let me go.
0: I don't think so and he starts to like as he's cracking his knuckles start walking toward you um and as he's like rearing back to like throw a punch you hear a voice from uh, behind him in the doorway you hear a a woman's voice go now boys you aren't having any trouble are you and the two bullies kind of drop their their stances and turn and look as one of the nuns walks in. You recognize her as Sister Madeline. And the, the little halfling looks at her and he goes, uh, No, ma'am. And then the two bullies kind of scurry off and away, leaving you alone with the sister. Is everything all
4: right, Simna? Kind of get closer to her. You're calling me you a devil
0: again. Ah. Uh. It is difficult for some to understand. Why do I look like this? When the gods design us, they do so with the knowledge that our lives will not always be easy. And sometimes they give us particular traits that would make our lives harder to test us and show that we are are stronger. Strong. I can't. I can't lift as much as they can.
4: I like, shrug my shoulders and look out my arms,
0: scrawny purple arms. She chuckles a little bit. <laughs> I don't mean physically strong in your case, Zimner. I mean emotionally strong. I believe that the gods have a plan for you that is going to require much more than just physical strength. I just look up at her and kind of smile just a bit? Okay. And between you and me, she leans in close and kind of like looks around like she's about to say something that's a little bit scandalous. Between you and me. I don't think the gods have that kind of a plan for those two. And she motions to the two bullies that were threatening you a moment ago. She gives (laughs) you kind of a sly smile.
4: Just give her a hug and whisper into her.
0: Thank you, Sister Madeline. Of course, dear, she says as she reciprocates the hug. And then uh, she releases the hug and says, Now run along and get some breakfast before it gets cold. You know... You are expected to do chores today. Yes, ma'am. And we watch as young Zimner breaks from the hug and darts through that door into the kitchen to receive his morning gruel. And our camera fades to black again. We're going to jump back to Arian when we get back to the present. Arian, after uh, breakfast, what's your plan?
3: I think Arian is we have a pond out back, right? Yes. I think he is going to
1: spend time out there And just, like, meditate a little bit and, like, shape water some to, like, I don't know, just kind of be there and observing the water and, like, feeling it manipulating it and just kind of existing.
0: What are kind of his, what are the thoughts that are running through his head as he manipulates this, this water?
1: I don't think he thinks a lot. I think he's like just kind of blank. Maybe numb. He's feeling the air around him, the sky. It's been a little while since he has been above
3: ground. And I think he's just like getting in touch with nature
0: again. So we're, we watch his um, as Aryan is manipulating the water, breathing in the clean, fresh air that is not from a dank, dusty old dungeon. And uh, we hear the door, the back door to the mansion, uh, close, and the familiar uh, sound of ringmail as uh, Balasar walks up behind you behind you, and then beside you, Arian. And he kind of sits down next to you on the ground and doesn't say anything for a few minutes. He just kind of watches what you're doing and watches the water and is just there with you. And he looks at you and he goes,
3: after, after a few minutes of this watching,
0: he looks up from the water and he goes, So, how you holding up?
1: I think I've been better. I think I'm okay. (sighs) I think he like lets out a big, deep sigh. I don't know us. Goliath, at least where I was raised, we. Never treated death as. I don't know. We never saw death as a sad thing to mourn, and but that doesn't... I don't know. I'm still angry that he's gone, but there's still, I don't know, celebration to be had. Just like another brick in the wall of, I don't know, the hut that we... Uh, creating with life i don't know it's some shit my dad would say (laughs) balsar chuckles
0: to that (laughs) did you and your dad get along well
1: uh i think we got along just as about just as good as about he thought we did i think i don't know i haven't thought about him in a little bit do you ever miss your family I miss my mom. Sure, it makes her sad. They probably think I'm dead. Truthfully. Maybe one day I'll go back home or something. I don't know. I haven't thought about it. I mean, we do have our work cut out for us. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Supposed to be saving the world and all this grandeur. I don't know. I can't really think much of it other than it's I don't know. I don't think there's anything else I can do right now. I don't I don't think I've got any other place in the world but here. That's a very uh,
0: mindful way to look at what is happening.
1: Mm. You know you're lucky, Belazar. How so? Not all of us are born with lightning powers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I
0: know. I'm pretty cool.
1: <laughs> okay. What time is that? Like, I imagine, like, maybe lunchtime or something, and we're like, okay, let's go get lunch.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's pretty close to lunchtime at this point.
1: Do you want to go into town with me? I figured I'd stop by and see how everybody is holding up or rebuilding. Sure,
0: yeah. Should we see if Zinner wants
1: to tag along? Uh, I feel like we
3: should let him rest. Fair enough. He looked like he had a long night when I saw him. Yeah, He was he heading looked... up the stairs as I was coming down. and oh, Excuse me. He looked I think the worst he has ever looked as far as me knowing him yeah he did he did look like he had some better nights for sure
0: so okay. uh, yeah we watch as the as the two of them stand up and walk through the front gates of the mansion and toward town now we'll cut back to Zimner. Uh, Zimner, you wake up close to lunchtime, maybe a little after, and you hear... You're waking up to the
3: sound of a muffled voice coming from your bag again. Zimner! Zimner, buddy, are you here?
4: I'm pushing my bag. Hello? Hey, uh, Zemner. Yes. It's, it's me again,
3: Blackstaff. You said we'd talk this morning. Sorry, got caught up with some things. Um, Not doing so well
4: right now. Things have been going on, so I, uh, I'm not coming back to the circus. Um, I still have some unfinished business that I didn't think I had, but I still do. So, sorry about that. That's that's understandable. Do you want
3: to talk? Not really.
4: Great mindset right now, so. I haven't even had time to do my nightly activities anymore. That busy, huh? It's been... Let's just say I was underground for a couple days. And then I came back and... had to put another friend in the ground. So... Uh, Hmm.
3: Yeah. Sounds, uh... Sounds justifiable. Why you couldn't be here. Yeah. So, sorry. Um do you still want to try to meet up and chat?
4: Possibly I'm in Strathford right now
0: um, well i've I've put the the circus on hold for a little bit and uh given the circumstances, I think I can wait here a few more
3: days um question yeah sure
4: oh, yeah, yeah. do you know do you know a roland dreamblade the friend uh, I was Friend yeah, another friend.
0: The name doesn't really ring a bell. Uh, I think you maybe had mentioned something about him wanting to join or something mm-hmm. on our uh, call like a week ago.
4: Yeah, I just didn't know if you if you had heard of him at all.
0: No, I, I
3: hadn't hadn't heard of him until you brought him up.
4: Not lying, is he?
0: Can I see can I try to suss out if he's lying? Do I um yeah, you can you can roll an insight check on that one. Um,
4: disadvantage.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say it's definitely gonna be disadvantage on this one. <laughs> After the job, uh, two levels of exhaustion. That's six. six. Um, Zimner, you can't quite tell over the phone or over the phone over the stone. Um, yeah. <laughs> whether that be because of uh it just being a stone connection or if it's because of your um recent inebriation drug- yeah inebriation causing you to have a little bit of a difficulty in comprehending this man at this moment but uh you can't quite tell you're not sure if he's lying or if he's not
4: yeah he just um he stuck out he he kind of uh, one of he stuck out as kind of one of us, you know, black sheep in the flock, if you know what I mean.
3: Yeah, yeah, I get that.
4: Any reaction whatsoever?
3: Uh, no, no reaction.
4: All right. Let me know if you see anything weird. Um, uh, if there's any trouble, my friends and I are kind of good at taking care of it. So.
0: Oh, I have no doubt about that. I do know you, Zimner.
5: <laughs>
3: do you do. Thank you.
0: Well, uh, I... I am I could use a bit of a vacation from the circus for a little bit. So, uh... I'll be in Ansling for... Shall we say a week? And then, uh... If I don't hear from you or see you by then... I'll just uh, head back and resume circus life. But, uh... Sounds good
3: if you want to come meet up I'll be here. What'd you say? I said have a good oath day you too,
0: friend, you too and what? then the, the connection goes dark um Zimner, you roll over uh, after having this conversation laying on your side. you roll over to find that shiny has planted herself firmly right next to the side of your bed oh. shiny
4: um, I have some shinies for you if you want them shiny, so I reach in my bag and I pull out uh the pipes of the sewers. I say
5: hmm.
4: and I say, I just hold them up, I'm
3: like,
0: what do you think of these she uh starts to kind of look around them from all angles, kind of cranes her neck up and underneath. And then she reaches up and like scratches the top of her head with one of her feet and stands up and trudges back over to her nest and starts digging around for a sec. Give me a moment as I uh, pull out. the (laughs) Shiny like sits in her debt in her nest. And you can see like her feet are moving around as if they're moving around in a space that is beneath the nest and then she stands mm-hmm. back up and like walks back over to you and extends a one of one of her feet. And when she opens that kind of clawed feet cupped on the inside of it, Zimner, you see a small silver ring with kind of a um a wavy blue line that's glowing on the inside.
5: Mm, I have an
4: idea what goes, this
0: is. She goes, shiny? Well. Sure. And I give her the pipes. She takes the pipes and hands
4: you the ring. Yeah, I'll ritual identify it real fast.
0: Um, This is a ring of water walking. Eey, I knew it. So, while wearing this ring, you can stand on and move across any liquid surface as if it were solid ground. Doesn't um, require a Yep, I'll put that on. And she Just, marches uh, back over to her nest and sits down again. You can feel her kind of moving. Or you can see her kind of moving around again. And then she stands back up. The pipes of the sewers are gone and marches back over to where you're at and sits down next to your bed again.
4: Then I have the uh, I have a mantle of resilience. It's the, it's the mutilated item. I'm like, what do you think of this? I got it all the way from Mount Celestia.
3: Don't tell them I'm giving it to you. (laughs) So she kind of eyes it a little bit.
0: And then she reaches a hand, like one of her clawed feet toward it, like she's about to grab it and then decides against it and marches back over to her nest and sits down and you can see her rummaging around some. So Zimner, after she rummages around for a while, um, she stands up and you can see her dragging a, a, cloak across the ground toward you and holds it up and says shiny and the the cloak that you see before you um mm. is an all black cloak um the she's holding it up by the hood um but it is like pitch black totally black cloak from top to bottom of it and down at the bottom there's kind of like a Almost like a zigzag or jagged pattern around the bottom of the 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 cloak's felt. Look at her. Can I hey, can
4: I see what this does before I get before I trade it? She
0: squints her eyes at you and then holds it back. Like she's not gonna allow okay. you to touch it until you agree.
4: Okay, here you go. I'll
0: give her the mantle. So she takes the mantle and then deposits this cloak in front of you and heads back over to her nest and sits down and you can see her kind of rummaging around with it.
4: All right, I'll identify it.
0: Uh, Zimner, what you have just received is the Cloak of the Bat. So uh, this cloak does require attunement, but while wearing this cloak, you have advantage on stealth checks. Um, If you're in an area of dim light or darkness... Uh, you can grip the edges of the cloak with both hands and give yourself a fly speed of 40 feet, but as soon as you let go of one part of the cloak while doing that, or you are no longer in dim light or darkness, you descend to the ground rapidly because you no longer have a fly speed. Um... Also, while wearing it in dim light or darkness, you can cast Polymorph on yourself to turn into a bat. Um... You um, yeah. take the form of the bat, but you retain all of your mental stats exactly the way that they are. So different. You don't have to. You don't to.
4: Yeah, you don't have to explain it all unless you want to for the listeners, because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna
0: attune to it. Okay. I, I mean, I was still going. I'm still explaining it for the the listeners yeah. part of things. I was yeah, doing that right. more for listeners or for like if Caitlin had been here, I would be describing it partly for her so that she would understand what it was like.
4: Um, I'm gonna do something with this later, and I'll put it on my on the side of the bed. And I got, I say, shiny one more.
0: She stands up from her nest and walks over to you and sits down and looks at you expectantly.
4: Now this, I've had this for a long time. But I got an upgrade, and I hold up my hand and show the black iron ring. So I need you to take very, very good care of this, okay? It means a lot, and I hand over my silver ring. She she nods ring of disguise. Yeah.
5: Let me see where did
4: I I assume you can understand everything I'm saying. If not, then I'll be talking to a large bird and be kind of crazy, so She cocks her head
0: to the side and then winks at you.
4: I'll just like try and give her a hug
0: if she'll let me. She allows it, like cranes her neck around you to give you a hug the way that a bird with a long neck would. Um which hugs? What? you ever seen an ostrich give a human a hug? Yeah, similar to that.
4: It's the most adorable fucking thing ever.
0: So, after your hug, Zimner, um, Shiny stands up again, marches back over to her nest, rummages around, as you've seen her do twice today already, and then uh, marches back over to you and hand holds up a it looks like a like the collar of a collared shirt, like totally golden. It, it's open in the front, goes around to the back side of things. Um it's got a couple of little like dangly bones off of the front of it made entirely out of gold. Um you get the feeling that it's something that's designed to go around your neck, and then uh mm. she extends it out to you as a a trade offer. You said you take it? Yep. Okay. So you place the ring in her hand and she deposits this item before you and then marches back over to her nest and sits down, rummages around in her nest, and then turns to face the window. Um, I assume you are identifying this one as well. Yeah. Zimner, this is a necklace of adaptation.
4: Oh, fun!
0: Yes. Um, it requires attunement. And while wearing it, you can breathe normally in any environment, and you have advantage on saving throws against harmful gases and vapors, such as cloud kills, stinking cloud effects, inhaled poisons, and breath weapons of some dragons. Cool. Okay. So, um, are Aryan and Bows are gone? Yes, at this, this point, point been they've been gone like for a 45 while. 45 minutes. Yes, your little scene here has been at least 45 minutes of in-game time, and you had woken up after they'd already left.
4: Okay. Um, I will go put the sneak downstairs to the second floor and put the cloak of the bat in Balisar's room. Okay. And the uh... I'll put the necklace in my bag. The necklace of adaptation.
5: Okay. I'm
0: gonna make a quick note of that. Balasar now has a cloak of the bat in his inventory. So we watch as Zimner finishes his trades with the giant bird that lives in the attic. He sneaks downstairs and sneaks into Balasar's room, leaving nicely folded on Balasar's bed the cloak of the bat that he received from Shiny. And then we watch as our camera pans out the window of balisar's room and begins to zoom out and we can see the whole homestead that the mansion is on and then we zoom out further and see the town of Stratford as it's being repaired and then further still until all we see is really jungle and the, the town and the mansion and leon's farm are all kind of specks within that jungle and then the camera turns and begins to zoom in more into an area south and west of Strathford. And it zooms in closer and closer and closer into this jungle until we find a large encampment. Several figures sit around multiple campfires, cooking food for the day. A few tents have been pitched. All of these figures have one thing in common. They all wear robes of the Cult of Chaos. And we watch as from beyond the ring of elementals that guard the edge of this campsite we watch as one lone figure comes darting through the underbrush and past the elementals also wearing a cultist robe. This individual darts through the campsite hurriedly and toward the largest and most flamboyant tent they pull one flap to the side and enter and we follow them and inside this tent we see a figure leaned over a desk his arms outstretched on the desk a hood pulled up and as the hurried cultist enters the tent they bend to their hands and knees and put. they bend and put their hands on their knees breathing heavily and without turning the cultist at the desk says what news have you? upon being addressed by his master the cultist drops to one knee his eyes straight down into the dirt. I'm sorry, sir. I was all that made it. Out of Riverton. To this, the cultist at the desk kind of perks up a little bit. But he still doesn't turn. What do you mean, all that made it? The cultist still out of breath says the the base sir your father's base it was taken by the town and poor ne'er do wells at the mention of his father the cultist turns and we see one glowing red eye peer out from underneath this hooded figure's hood as he stares at this cultist that's lying that's kneeling on the ground and he says I thank you for the news but you should not have left your post And we watch as he summons a jagged glaive and slashes down, and the cultist's head rolls forward, a pool of blood forming from his decapitated form as his entire body slumps.